0: Our reading this morning comes from the book of 1 Corinthians, chapter 12, verses 14 through 26. Indeed, the body does not consist of one member, but of many. If the foot would say, because I am not a hand, I do not belong to the body, that would not make it any less a part of the body. And if the ear would say, because I am not an eye, I do not belong to the body, that would not make it any less a part of the body. If the whole body were an eye, where would the hearing be? If the whole body were hearing, where would the sense of smell be? But as it is, God arranged the members in the body, each one of them, as as they as they chose. If all were a single member, where would the body be? As it is, there are many members, yet one body. The eye cannot say to the hand, I have no need of you, nor again head to the feet, I have no need of you. On the contrary, the members of the body that seem to be weaker are indispensable. Twenty-three in those members of the body that we think less honorable we clothe with great honor, and our less respectable members are treated with greater respect. Whereas our more respectable members do not need this. But God has so arranged the body, giving the greater honor to the inferior member, that there may be no dissension within the body, but the members may have the same care for one another. If one member suffers, all suffer together with it. If one member is honored, all rejoice together with it.
1: I remember the first time I I heard that scripture when I was a kid in my uh, little red UCC church in Ohio, and all oh, the image of the hand walking away from the body <laughs> really creepy, but it was a very powerful thought for me to have, you know, as as a young person who. Um, Maybe didn't uh, necessarily want to be in Sunday school, um, but wanted to stay for the sermon, or wanted to um, wanted to ask questions during the service. Because what does that mean? <laughs> Say more about that. I took me a while to realize. Oh yeah, that's I'm I'm part of that body, and I'm important to that body too. Like. How often do we think about our fingernails? Boy, you notice when you're missing one, don't you? Okay, they grow back, but it takes months. There's lots of parts of our bodies that we don't see. Most of them, in fact. And lots of parts we don't really talk about in polite company, but we need them, don't we? In some ways, the uh, learning to not talk about our bodies um, has caused a, a kind of blank space around knowing our bodies, right? Especially if you grew up um, learning shame about your body, your gender, your gender identity, um, how you could live in your body, how you could love your body. And that can carry through our whole lives. In my work in cancer care, so many times someone comes in with a diagnosis and they weren't sure what they were feeling in their body or even where an organ was located because um, it didn't, you know, you didn't talk about that or because of modesty, right? You don't talk about those parts of your body. Um, You just learn to deal with pain or suffer or very quietly hope that it goes away. And uh, funny how it doesn't happen that way, that it just goes away on its own. Um, But when that event happens that somebody ends up going to the doctor or coming to the hospital, getting diagnosed, we put a team together. Because it's not up to the person <laughs> to figure everything out on their own, right? You're not like, oh, I have, this, I have this illness. I better read up so that I can do my own surgery and my own medication treatments. And then um, I'm going to do my own radiation. Um, and also be my own physical therapist and my own social worker, and um, definitely my own chaplain. And uh, then I'm gonna do uh, regular check-ins with myself for the next few years. It takes a greater body, and it takes a body of compassion that sees you, sees you as a whole person, sees you as you are, As you define yourself, in order to hold all that complexity, in order to know so that we can care for all that you are, right? No one is ever their illness. No one is ever their diagnosis, whether that's physical, whether that's mental health, whether that's Situational, economic, educational. We are so much more than the sum of our parts. And we are all important and needed parts of that body. In this space, not one of us can be the church alone. Church isn't the minister. The church isn't the music. Sorry, Sally. Sorry, y'all, I know how you feel about music. I love it, too. The church isn't the building. The church isn't anything tangible. These things all help and make our experience deeper and richer. But the church is the people. And it's the people choosing to be together freely, with love, honoring each other, finding ways to have hard conversations, finding ways to be vulnerable. It's so hard to share the things that hurt us. And it's so hard to say, I'm sorry, or I think I did something wrong. Or, this is not working. But let's find a way together to make it better. Or to make it right. To make amends. No one can have all the answers. No one can have all the questions. We need each other. We need all those. Young folks back there, we need all of you who are watching from home or from your phones or from, I don't know, you could be watching from the beach. Watching from wherever you are, you are needed. You are wanted. We are here for you and we are here for each other. When one part of the body hurts, all of it hurts. When one part of the body is honored, all of it rejoices. This body is hurting, and this body is rejoicing. And sometimes it doesn't, we feel guilty rejoicing when there's so much happening that's hurtful or tragic but never disbelieve the power to hold joy and love and to celebrate remains a revolutionary act and to claim yourself and your right to be loved and your right to love and your right To be respected and honored and welcomed is why we are here. There is no one who hasn't felt broken, or helpless, or frustrated, or enraged, or tired, So tired. Anybody feel tired through the pandemic? I'm looking at all of you. Or feel like, I wish I could just be myself again. I wish things could just be the way that they were. Do you remember how, like, a couple months in the pandemic, we're like, we really hope that everyone takes the lessons that we've learned so far? Oh, I still hope that as we continue to live into this together, it takes all of us to keep each other safe. And it takes all of us to participate in democracy, to hold each other accountable, to hold our elected leaders together accountable to hold all in public service accountable. It's not enough to be registered to vote, and not to vote. That part of the body hurts when you don't vote. Hear me. And that means even the elections that you think don't matter, don't matter. Your school board, your city council, your mayor, all the elections matter. Because your voice is added to your voice, is added to your voice. All our voices together. All our votes together. All our experiences together. We are in this together. We cannot say, well, I don't live there, so that's really sad. But there's nothing I can do about it. Or, well, I don't know them. But, you know. Or, well, I'm pretty healthy. It doesn't matter. There are a hundred ways of distancing ourselves because we are uncertain or afraid or, my gosh, we just want to control, like, this patch of land. Like, all the control that I can exert in my life is right here. Okay, maybe it's like to hear. And I don't really mean the pulpit, just FYI. I mean like when we feel helpless and hopeless and out of control, or things are changing and nobody can predict what's going to happen, the more controlling we get and the more we act out and we're really not our best selves, we call each other back to our better selves. And our better base of ways of being and it's important to remember feel whatever you're feeling don't leave your rage at the door don't leave your anger at the door don't leave your joy at the door either my gosh but what you're feeling isn't all of it if you are feeling hopeless there is more there there is more love. There is more hope. There is more justice. There is mercy. And there is communion. Communion. To become one with All you separate parts of the body make this body greater than the one plus one plus one plus one plus one. You are what makes us loving and merciful and just and brave and courageous and determined and on fire with commitment. This, to me, (laughs) is the message of why we keep returning and why we need ritual, right? The ritual is the form that holds it and gives the color and the shape and the sound and the voices and the words and the experiences together. We are made more whole, and we take that with us. Take that with us when you close that Zoom window, (laughs) or you go back to work, or you go back home, or to visit people you love. Our chalice lighting. <laughs> I realize our chalice just went out. These flowers will fade. Those petals might drop before you get them out to your car. That's okay. The petals, the flowers, are only the outward signs of all the plant that brought those into life. And those plants are only one part of the garden into which they were grown and came into being and in fullness. And that garden is one part of this much greater body. We cannot deny being parts of one another. On a molecular level, we're sharing our atoms, so we really are only distinguishable by what we see. So as we move into this space of sharing the communion with us, know that someone brought this flower because it meant something to them. Something drew them to it, just like something drew you to yours. And you might ask those around you, like, hey, Tell me about your flower. What, what made you pick that one? We've been out of being in community together for so long, sometimes we forget how to do these things. <laughs> We're like, this is awkward. I don't remember anybody's names anymore. Thank you for wearing your badges. <laughs> and it's okay to feel awkward. That's how we feel more comfortable. On this day, let us hold in our hearts, in our minds, in our dearest longings, and in our commitments and our covenants with life, with the world, with our children, with generations yet to come. Never To act as though separate, but to see the very needful and beautiful part that we play together. Amen.